0: Hey folks and welcome back to the Blue Light podcast. I'm Brendan from Blue Light and this is a place to discover all you need to know about the police recruitment process, not just in England and Wales, not just in the United Kingdom, but anywhere in the world because I know we've got some international listeners and uh, another big welcome to you and a big welcome to you if you are listening from the United Kingdom. So I often struggle, you know, sometimes I think, what am I going to do a podcast about? And then, something happens through the experience I have through coaching and supporting people that just presents to me an idea. And and that's one of them that's happened today. Uh, So last night I was coaching some uh, direct entry detective candidates through the final assessment that they're going to do. And one of the questions that was asked by one of the candidates was, how do we deal with questions around our strengths and weaknesses? And that got me thinking because their response, their initial response was really, really cliched. It was like talking about how they were too detailed, paid too much attention to detail, and then trying to turn it into a positive. I think they've been reading too many books out there that tell you that whenever you're asked about weakness, you should, you should always reframe it as a positive. Well, I'm not sure about that. Not sure about that. Anyway, more of that's come in a moment. And uh, this afternoon for my. Uh, challenge group. I've got a 21-day challenge running at the moment. Uh, The police recruitment booster challenge to make sure that people are really, really switched on and ready for 2021. We're discussing interview technique. And the same sort of issue cropped up, but this time it was more around North Yorkshire Police, because North Yorkshire Police actually advertise that they have a strengths-based assessment, so that the final interview that you'll have with North Yorkshire Police is a strengths-based assessment. Now, what do they mean by that? Well, what they're looking for is a more natural interview with you, one where it's more conversational. Uh, They're still going to be assessing you. It's still an interview with a purpose, but it should be more uh, conversational. And from the sounds of it, they're looking for to find out the things that energise and motivate you, the things that really get you fired up. And they're really clear that this is what the the sort of thing that they're looking for in the blurb on their website. So it got me thinking a little bit about to what extent do we really know what the force we're applying for is looking for in the ideal candidate. And so I started doing some digging around on different forces. And I'll just talk about the North Yorkshire Police one, because one, that's where we live. I mean, I I live in the North Yorkshire area um, with my family. We're based in York. Um, but I find it interesting that they're, they're the only force that's actually deliberately going out of the way to do this kind of interview. So one of the things I'd recommend that you do, no matter whether it's North Yorkshire Police or any other police forces, is, is do a bit of a self-skills audit. OK, a self-skills audit. And what do I mean by that? Well, you could pay big organisations lots of money to do a Myers-Briggs type personality uh, traits or whatever it might be. Or you could do something that's going to enable you to think very much about your your skills and your experience and your knowledge and your understanding and your values and your behaviours, matching those against what it is that the force is actually looking for. So the way I would do this, and this is what we talked about in, in both these webinars, uh, both from last night and today, is... Make a list of all the things that 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 force that you're applying for is looking for in an ideal candidate. North Yorkshire Police actually have part of their website um, to do with recruitment where they actually say this is what we're looking for. So there's two different parts and I'll describe some of the character traits and the behaviours and the values that they're looking for and I'll turn this into the first part of my audit. So one of them is about managing pressure, um, adapting your communication to meet needs of others, helping other vulnerable people, uh, working with others, managing difficult situations, making difficult decisions and being challenged. Um, And then it goes on to say on another page that they're looking for people who can demonstrate community service, accountability, a collaborative approach, problem solving, that they're optimistic and stay calm and they can deal with change. Now those are the sort of strengths that they're looking for. So they've made it really clear this is our ideal candidate. This is a – think of it as like an avatar. This is an avatar of the ideal candidate. So what I'd be looking to do now is to create a list of those sort of behaviors and values and then do your own self-assessment. Do your own self-assessment where you score yourself on a 1 to 10, let's say, where 1 is ineffective and 10 is extremely effective. But don't just give yourself a number, and be honest when you do this. Write some comments down as well about times when you may have demonstrated this particular value or this particular behaviour. Now, the really interesting thing you can do then, and this has got something to do with Jahari's box, I, I, hard really to describe Jahari's box um, without a, a visual accompaniment, So, uh, but basically it's it's thinking about the things that other people know about you that they're too scared to tell you because they it, they fear it might hurt your feelings. So you want other people now to actually do the same audit and to give you the same marks out of 10, or not the same as what you've given yourself, but ask them to mark you out of 10 and ask them to put some comments down as well. So people who you love, people, friends of yours, uh, people you work with that you trust, uh, ask them if they take part in this for you to help with your development. And it'd be really interesting to see what comes out of it, whether there's any big differences in those character traits in those strengths between how you see yourself and how other people see you. So be prepared, be prepared for some soul searching because you may discover something about yourself that other people see in you that you don't see in you. And that can be a bit of a scary place, but be prepared for it and explore it. Because this gives you something really valuable you can talk about when you actually get to your interview. Now you've got something to talk about because the sort of things that they're going to be looking for is um, you either talking about how you have done something in the past or how you would do something in the future. So uh, I, I don't know the exact questions that are going to get asked, but they pretty much they pretty much gave you a description of the sort of things that they'll be looking for on the website. All it needs is a bit of detective work, you see, and now you've already done a skills audit, both from your perspective and other people's perspective. You've got a much better picture of who you are, and they may also, the people who are giving you feedback, may also give you examples of things that you've done in the past that you didn't remember. So now you've got even more awesome evidence that you can use at your interview. Is that making sense so far? I mean, for me, it's very, very simple, this. But then again, I've been doing this for decades with other people and helping other people to do this. So it does seem simple for me. But it might not seem simple to you just yet. So, where are we up to at the moment? Well, we've gone to the website, we've found out what things are important, we've created an avatar, if you like, of the ideal candidate. Uh, all the different skills, behaviours, values, character traits that they're looking for in the ideal officer. This is what we're looking for. And you're going to create that as a list, and then you're going to do your own self-audit, one to ten, with comments, and then you're going to get other people to do the same thing. And then you're going to reflect on, basically, who who you are. This is who I am. (laughs) This is who I am. So I know that the North Yorkshire Police um, interview... um, because I've seen some of the feedback that some of my clients have had, uh, looks for their last questions around things like, uh, they they call these exemplars, uh, the community champion exemplar, where they describe to what extent are you an advocate for the needs of community? And this is where they may be looking for you to actually have had experience of community service. And this is why I think it's so important, folks, that you actually get involved in community and don't say things at your interview, like the reason I want to be a police officer is I want to help the community. Because the next question I'd ask is, that's fantastic, that. What have you done so far? Oh, nothing. Well, you don't really want to help the community then, do you? Because if you really wanted to help the community, you would have done something so far. So they're looking for what you've done to help the community. North Yorkshire Police aren't the only force that's doing this. Greater Manchester Police have this as one of the questions on the application form. What have you done to help support um, groups or organisations within the community of Greater Manchester or your community? so this is becoming a common theme really because this is the sort of person they want people who are selfless who are going to give to their community Um, another exemplar that they've got is the creative responder um, exemplar um, where they're looking for people who can uh, respond to a situation by taking in every aspect of that situation um, looking at uh, the problem from all sorts of different angles. And this links in with that problem solving that they're looking for in terms of a strength. And then ultimately looking for people who can make a decision, uh, a decision based on evidence, which then links in with the strength that they talk about on their website of accountability, of accountability. So the the traits that they're looking for are the ones that they're also going to ask questions about in the interview. And one of the last ones uh, that they're going to be looking for is one that they call the cohesive collaborator exemplar. Um, How would you build effective working relationships with uh, people in your team? So this links in with the dealing with change, the person who is optimistic and calm, the person who's collaborative. Can you see how all of this works? So by the time you get to your interview, you should have loads to talk about because you you know at the very start what they're looking for. You've built up that avatar of the perfect officer. You've done your own audit to work out to what extent do you actually fit the needs of that the force. Uh, you can either develop yourself in certain areas because you've got space to do that from application to interview. You've got plenty of opportunities to develop your skills around that. So that when you get to the interview, you've got things to talk about, the things that they're looking for you've got plenty of things to talk about in respect of those things. Now, I hope all of this makes sense. It, it make, it's perfectly simple to me, especially when I draw it on a whiteboard. But, of course, it's a podcast, so you can't actually see anything on the whiteboard, can you? But hopefully that's given you a bit of a flavor for what they mean by a strength-based interview. And even if you're going for a force that doesn't describe how it has a strength-based interview, I'd still be this, this self-aware of who I am. Uh, and not try and BS them by turning any weakness into a positive. You know, I know that I'm really bad at planning and organising. I need actually people to tell me, Brendan, you need to do a podcast this week. Because if I'm not told to do it, I probably won't do it. I probably won't do it. I love doing them, but I need to plan some time in my day to make sure I get it done by a certain time. And normally I need people to prod me to do that. So I know my weaknesses. But I'm not going to try and turn that into a strength. Um, because it's a weakness. It's just something about me. Actually, I don't even think it's a weakness. It's just something about Brendan, you know, that I'm self-aware of, and I'm okay with it. So it's not a weakness at all for me. It's just something that describes who I am, because there's a lot of other things about me that I know are very, very positive and I'm very strong at. So you can't be good at everything. You can't be good at everything. So when I was asked that question last night, you know, how would you turn the weakness into a positive? My answer was, well, you don't. You describe that weakness, you describe how you're self aware in respect of it, and you describe how you mitigate against that weakness, that thing about you. You know, I'm not even sure about the phrase weakness because it just describes something about you, something that you're just not as good as other people at. You know, other people might be really, really good at planning and organizing. I'm not, and I'm all right with that because the people are really good at planning and organizing may be very good at controlling something against a set of systems, they might be brilliant project managers, but they might not be quite as creative and innovative as I am. So I know that, you know, some things you're great at, some things you're not, and it's just who you are. As long as you're okay with it and you can mitigate against the things that are actually required from you, because to some extent planning and organising is required of me, but I've mitigated against it, like I said, by getting other people to help plan and prioritise and organise me um, which is helpful thank you by the way to those of you who do that because it's really really helpful alright so I hope that's helped you in respect of um, strength based interviews now I'm just looking at the time now thinking we've got a little bit more time to go haven't we, well, let's make it a shorter podcast and don't have to be long ones all the time they don't have to be 20 something minutes um, but one of, the, one of the things actually I'd perhaps mention because we're getting towards the end of the year now aren't we and we're not far off from Christmas all starting to relax a little bit and starting to think about the presents under the tree and it's been a difficult year and so i think it's just time to relax a little bit time to relax a little bit but have one eye one eye set on post christmas because for those of you who are looking to join the police i think next year is going to be a challenging year i've already heard from internal sources how budgets are under threat uh, conflicting demands Um, Some forces are already giving start dates of 2022 for people who applied in 2019. So there's not nearly as many people leaving the police as they initially thought would because of COVID. So it's been a difficult year, um, but I want us to keep focused on next year and not wait until the last minute to start preparing ourselves. And that's what the 21 Day Challenge is all about that I talked about. Um, About 70 or 80 people in that challenge and uh, every other day we've been meeting for different webinars where we discuss different aspects of police recruitment to really get them fired up so that they can really boost their performance when it comes to 2021 for their interviews their assessment centers their application forms so let's keep an eye on that folks and what I'm going to be looking to do in January is a series of events that are really, really going to boost your performance. So if you're not part of the Blue Light Facebook group, please do ask. Go to Facebook, go to groups, and look for Blue Light Police Recruitment. You just need to search using those three, three words, Blue Light Police Recruitment, and you'll find the support group. There's getting on for 15,000 people in that group now, which is just awesome. So in January, I'm looking to do a few free challenges. The 21 day challenge I'm talking about there was a paid one, but as per most of the things that I put on, I only ask people to actually pay at the end. <laughs> and only if it's amazing. So, you know, it's an odd way of doing things you might think, but I always think that, do you know, if they're not amazed by it, then why should they pay? So I want it to be amazing value. So people only pay for things like that at the end. And it was only £19.99 anyway, and they've had 21 days worth of all sorts of good stuff. So I think what I'm going to do in January is do a 7 or 10 day challenge where I'm really going to help fire you up for the rest of the year for both the application process, assessment centres and also interviews. Uh, What else am I going to do? I have a lot of short webinars as well, um, sort of one hour long mini masterclasses that I'm going to arrange to help you with different aspects of the recruitment process. So a lot planned actually for January. Now I'm planning all of that so I can help you to support you through 2021 to make sure you get that warrant card in your pocket now what are you doing over christmas over new year to get yourself into the right mindset to get yourself into the right place and to start focusing on the things that you need to do no point in leaving it till february no point in leaving it to the first week of january start thinking now please about the things that you need to start focusing on as soon as christmas is over Start focusing on these things. Start getting yourself ready for 2021. We need to make sure that for my listeners to these podcasts, for the members of the Blue Light Group, that 2021 is an awesome, awesome year for you. An awesome year. Making sure that you put 2020 and whatever happened in 2020 behind you and then kickstart 2021 to make sure it's the most awesome year ever that gives you the next chapter in the story of your life. So that's what we're going to do, folks. I'm really excited about it because I've done a few of these things before, but I'm going to sort of pack them all into January to really, really fire off January and make sure it goes in the right direction for you. All right, folks. Well, listen, all that remains for me to say is, you know, have a happy and a peaceful Christmas. And if you're out there at this moment in time doing anything at all in emergency services, um, I, I love you all. I think you're amazing. Yeah. So if you're doing anything that's got a blue light on top of your vehicle uh, I love you all you're all amazing kudos to you if you're working over Christmas um, thank you thank you for your service uh, thank you for supporting us in our communities and keeping us safe I think you're all awesome I think you're all awesome so I'm going to end on that folks uh, have a good Christmas and I shall speak to you in the new year or maybe just before but certainly after Christmas I hope it's a good one safe one relaxing one for you and it can be everything that it can be under the current restrictions and i'll speak to you soon bye bye for now